Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Testimony time! Each and every Sunday we have amazing testimonies. Today's testimonies are exam testimonies. And they are actually different kinds of exam testimonies. Amen. So put your hands together for our first testimony from Andre. Put your hands together for Andre. Hi everyone. My name is Doe Andre. My name is Doe Andre. Okay. Andre, tell us about your testimony. My testimony is about um, examination success during my first semester exams. Okay. What happened? What exactly happened? <laughs> Don't mind him. Actually, the problem was. I was having much difficulties in one of my courses, which was accounting. Miss. is a business admin student. <laughs> okay. So, um, like I was, actually I was scared that, <laughs> and then that as you're about to write that paper, like, I wouldn't be able to perform well because last semester, it didn't actually go well for me. So, yes. because of that, I was really scared that this time it might happen the same. Okay, and then what happened? By, by God's grace, based on, uh, the, uh, on the prayers of our pastor, E.S. Joy Philippe Bruce. <laughs> I, she prayed. If we always listen to her prayer, she always pray against the spirit of fear. Yes. And she always pray that anything that we learn in the last minute should appear. <laughs> By God's grace, God being so good, I, the two happened to me actually. Wow! The fear, like the fear towards that people that day, like everything just vanished. Wow! And luckily for me, I saw the pastor. So when I went, similar questions came. Wow! <laughs> and you were able to solve all the questions. And Aren't then, we blessed to be in a good house where we have prayers over our lives for our exams? And my goal is to the subsequent papers to everything that I learned wow. during the last week. Everything just appeared. Wow. So, Andre, what would you like to tell the church? What I would like to tell the church is, like, really believe in the prayers of our pastor. And not just believe, have no doubt. Wow. Because having a little doubt will just destroy everything. Wow. 
And also, I would urge each and every one of you to join a working, join a basanta, and engage in every activity that goes on in the church. Wow! Put your hands together for Andre. Andre says that he was afraid before you went to write the paper, but our pastor prays about the spirit of fear. Amen. One of the things our pastor also praise about is human error amen and our next testimony from nicholas is about how he was delivered from that put your hands together for nicholas asari okay nicholas please introduce yourself to us hi everyone hi my my name is nicholas sorry and i'm the center director for Republic Hall and Next Center. Wow. And I'm in the Kampu Shamar region. So, my testimony is about how um, I was saved from making a mistake in the mid semester exams. Put the mic. He was delivered from human error. He made a mistake in his exam. So, um, the past mid semester exams we had, there's one paper, business law. We, it was. Part MCQs and then part written. So on that day, I I, I finished I, I finished early. Uh, then with the exam early. MCQs and then oh, wait, everything. Wait, wait, so, wait. That day you finished the exam early. Is there a course that you can easily finish early? No. Okay. So that course. Happened? He he intentionally loses the questions and then reduces the time. So okay. it literally you can't finish early. Okay. He thinks that that's why we can't copy. So. Yes. I, but I finished early. I was left like 30 minutes and I was there. You were and there? I was there. Okay. Oh, relax. He has not yet finished the testimony. So, okay. Uh, I, just, I just decided to, like I said a prayer. I normally do that after um, an exam. I say a prayer and then committing to God. And so after the prayer, I decided to go through again. But I'd already gone through. You had said, already gone through? Yes. Okay. I decided to go through again. And then at the last, the last page, there, were, there was a full page of questions that had no answer. They were all written. Hey! <laughs> a full page of questions he hadn't answered. That's why I asked him that. Does he normally finish early? Because, hey! So what happened? A full, a full page. So, like, what, by the time I realized that was only 15 minutes to, to the end of paper. 15 minutes for a full yes, page. This one, the only God. But then the good thing was that every question there was what we did with my group the previous wow. night. So I was able to answer all within the time given. So um, so you were able to solve the questions solve in the 15 minutes. Yes, a full page. I mean, for you to just see a full page of questions to solve, just like that, the pressure alone. But by the grace of God and the power of the prayer that we listen to in this house, he was able to solve that full page of questions and finish in time to submit his paper. It will be your portion too in Jesus' name. So Nicholas, what would you like to tell the church? So, uh, I, I, ESJ always prays for us and then every time she mentions that we should be delivered from human mistakes yeah. and human errors. So I'm sure some of you are here, you think you have, you have learned, idiot, like, you have learned, you are ready for the paper. But then there are things, it's not, it's not only about learning, there are things. So there if you things. don't, there are things. <laughs> I, I know some, some people don't take their prayers seriously. They think it's just a routine. I mean, just prayers. No. But it's actually a prophecy. Because I, I, I don't know. Like a full page of questions like that. Just Are like that. Are you not to solve a full page? So, believe in the prayers that come. See it as a prophecy. It's not just any 
Don't just take it lightly. Wow. And it's Put your hands together for Nicholas. <laughs> Tell your neighbor there are things. <laughs> Our final testimony is about divine provision during exam week. I remember our pastor also praying that we eat three times a week during exam. How many of you remember that type of prayer? Okay, our final testimony is from Enoch Nensen. Put your hands together for Enoch as he comes to share. Hello. 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 Okay, please introduce yourself to us. Hello, everyone. Hi. Please, my name is Enoch Nensen. I'm from New Sites region. A center director for Pinaman Center, and I'm from Perfect Sound Bar Center. Tell us about your testimony. Please, my testimony is about divine provision through the prayers of our pastor, E.S. Joy. Wow, what happened? So, on 27th of June, that was the Sunday before May okay. this semester. Um, I remember when Mommy was praying for us about exams and things, I was just looking for one particular prayer. Because that time, it wasn't there, this thing. Forgive! And by the grace of God, mommy added that topic that I was looking for. That topic that was on his heart. <laughs> mommy added it. Okay, so and what did mommy add? The thing that was on your heart, what did mommy and, add? And the prayer was that, as we are entering exam spirit, there are some students here who doesn't have anything to eat. <laughs> Nothing in the pocket. Nothing in the wallet. Momo is dry. What again? <laughs> Provision is dry. Nothing. Mercy. So when the prayer came, I said, Mommy, you are a prophet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and what happened? So I strongly believe the prayer, even though I had, I, I, I don't want to say hope, but no source like yeah yes. i had not called like he, he anybody just believed the prayer. Uh, but i just believed the prayer okay so as i was going i was just going to sleep wake up maybe around 4 p.m and see what the lord will do <laughs> and see what the lord will do okay what did the lord do so usually i set alarm when i'm sleeping and i put the phone closer to my pillow so as i was putting the phone on charge I had a call from my senior brother. Okay. And uh, does your brother call you often? No, not he at all. Call you often. He doesn't even ask me whether how how far is the school, whether we are Nothing. right. He doesn't even call me. Okay. But that time he called me and he told me that he has heard that we are coming to write Miss Emerson. Is it true? He I has said, heard yes. that we are coming to write Miss Oh, God will send an angel to tell somebody that they've heard about your problem. Amen. Okay. So, so I said yes. Then he said that, oh, then. If you are going to write exams there, it means that you have to get, like, you have to eat properly. Hey! Can't you see, like, can't you see clearly that this one, it is God that sent somebody to go and shake that elder brother somewhere. <laughs> hey! Okay. At first, I didn't believe him because I was just thinking that, are you, you are somebody who doesn't call me. Why hey. are you trying to let me know that now you care about me? And hey. So he said, so what, what did okay, so... He wants to send me something small. Is that number a Momo number? I said, oh, no problem. Yeah, oh, it's someone a Momo will number. ask if your number is a Momo number. <laughs> and then she said, okay, so she'll call me back. Like, he'll call me back when he sends it. So he called me. I was just thinking of small money, let's say 30 cities, 40 cities, 50 cities. And then when I checked, it was 500 Ghana cities. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. 
of the Lord. I think she put her hands together for the Lord. <laughs> okay, so Enoch, what would you like to tell the church? So before I, I go to what I want to tell the people in the church, know that, you see, every situation or God brings you to a certain environment for a certain period for a certain reason. And you being in KNWST and being in Fountain of Life, having ES Joy as your pastor is for a reason. So, let's say you are spending four years, six years in KNWST. Know that God has something in your pastor for you in this wow. number of period that you are spending in KNWST. So when this thing happened, I just texted mommy about it. Then I told her that it's because of the prayer. That, so what I want to tell you is that believe in the prayers of our pastor. Whatever you are looking from the prayer, just wait. When it gets to that point, believe strongly and receive it. And believe God strongly it. and you receive it. I think she put her hands together for Enoch. <laughs> of you are here and you are in need of a miracle. Let me see your hand. I want you to believe that you are about to receive the miracle that you need. Oh, the louder your clap, the faster your miracle will happen. Hallelujah. said something that I really love. He said that if you are here, believe that it's for a purpose. And God has brought you here because the blessing you need, the miracle that you need, the word that you need, the counsel that you need to direct you and put you on the path that will lead you to greatness is right here in the house. Our pastor has been anointed with wisdom to put us in the right direction. Put your hands together and welcome our bishop, our prophetess, our anointed. He is Joy Philippe Bruce Bates of Put your hands together for the Lord. You want to do it better? Said you want to do it better this morning. You want to do it better this morning. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. Sometimes the Lord amazes us as I was listening to the different testimonies. All I can say is that God is true. Are you there? God is what? True. He's true. So if you believe, believe. Hey. Are you there? Some of you want to do half and half. When I see, I'll believe. If you wait to see, then there's no need to believe. The believing comes before the seeing. Hallelujah. And we thank God that he watches over us day by day. Are you there? Some of you, even when you went home, you went to chair at home. Even that one. Eh. You know that when you go home, you don't learn. But you went to chair at home. If I were God, I wouldn't mind you. But thank God I'm not God. He will still mind you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I would have said, hey, if you know there's exams, stay and learn. But God, he just answers us. 
Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You are here today and you have exams coming this week. Just lift up the hand you write with. If you are left-handed, lift up your left hand. If you are right-handed, lift up your right hand. Father, I ask you to anoint the hands of everyone here today who has an exam coming. Anoint that hand in the name of Jesus. Let this hand not get tired of writing in the name of Jesus. I pray for speed, oh God. I pray, Lord, for a connection between the hand and the mind. That as they remember, so they will write in Jesus' name. The spirit of confusion is rebuked. It will not come near. The spirit of fear, walk out of here in Jesus' name. And Lord, let your children excel. Your word says you will make a difference between those who serve you and those who serve you not. And as we stand here today as your children, let that difference come about. That because we are in the house of God, on the eve of another exam, you will remember us. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And as the word comes this morning, Lord, speak to us. Help us to have hearing ears, O oh God. Let the spirit of counsel be at work. And help us not to make shipwreck of our lives or of our faith. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Take out your Bible. We want to make our confession before we sit down. And as we confess this word over ourselves, it's coming to pass because the Bible says the power of life and death is in your tongue. And so this morning, you want to say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Put your hands together. Take a seat. Hallelujah. Some of you do not know that it's an important confession that you are making. Because the Bible says you are more than a conqueror. So it's I am who he says I am. Are you there? Then it says that you have all things that pertain to life and godliness. I have what it says I have. Are you there? The Bible says I can do all things through Christ. I can do what it says I can do. Are you there? Something is changing in your life. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I just want to... I have a few very, very, very important announcements. I want you to listen well and closely, and then I'm going to share a short word this morning. The first thing that I need to say to you is that when you go on vacation, you're just about two Sundays or so from vacation, the present service continues unabated. It's going to continue online. Is that okay? Yeah, I said it's going to what? Continue online. And so, I need you to have a Facebook page. I don't mind if you don't write anything there. It's not a problem. Are you here? Hello? Good morning. Okay. So, what am I saying? Make sure that you have a, a working Facebook page so that you can log in. And we're going to have the service at the same time that we have the service. Is that okay? And so, you stream it and you watch it. And you listen to the word. Amen so that there is no break and when i come i'm going to go home of course you're going to go home and you go to church at home but your church at home is not your church at school so they have different purposes in your life amen, amen. 
All right. So we continue. Turn to your neighbor and say, we continue. Yeah, for your own sake. Hallelujah. The second thing, announcement is that next week, Sunday, which is the 12th of September, is our International Sunday. Amen. International Sunday. So, <laughs> do all the studying that you are doing, and then during the week, find something that you can wear that represents something. Is that okay? Yeah. Ask your neighbor, look, who, who do I look like? Maybe you want to dress like the King of England. It's also okay. For one day, be the King of England. Maybe you want to dress like your Queen Mother. Anything. So we're going to come and de-stress over here next week, Sunday. Do you understand? There would have been stress from a week of exams and from studying and studying and knowing there are still more papers coming. But during the service next week, Sunday, we shall de-stress properly. Amen. Please ask your neighbor, you cry. Where are you from? Ask your neighbor, where are you from? You will discover that we are from all kinds of places. Are you there? And in this chair, you see, some people, some people make diversity the reason to quarrel. We make diversity the reason to celebrate. Yeah, because in our differences, in our differences and wherever we come from, we are one in Christ. Is that okay? Are you here? We are what? Was it last year that Lady Reverend Humi dressed from like where she came from? We were afraid. We almost ran away. Hey! She was reminding us that, but for Christ, she would have been a hajia by now. <laughs> and she dressed like somebody who was from the Middle East. Hey! Amen. I don't know what you what she'll do this, this year, but do whatever you can. And you know, if you don't have anything, don't worry about it. Come and enjoy somebody else's own. Yeah! There are some people who are given to such things and we just enjoy them together. Amen. So next week, Sunday, is International Sunday. And then Friday the 17th, which is your, the last day of exams. Amen. We have an all night here with one of God's outstanding prophets. Prophet, his Lord, Amma. He'll be here live. Is that okay? He'll be here live, and I would like you to make sure that you are here. Hallelujah. Are you there? When you have, you just need one encounter with the prophet for things to change in your life. Are you there? One what? One encounter with the prophet. Some of you, when you hear these things, then you make your own plan. Oh, I had planned to do that. Change your plan. And that's an instruction from me. Change your plan. Friday the 17th, be here be here. Do not text us and say, my father says. He's not saying. You are going after Friday the 17th. Amen. Simply because you don't know what the Lord will do. Are you okay? I had an encounter with the prophet eight years ago. I'm still working in it. I'm still working. Yeah. Are you there? I'm still working in it. I have people keep on, they keep on asking me, are you not tired? Are you not tired? The tiredness is not there because of that encounter with the prophet eight years ago. Amen. And this guy is even more dramatic than that prophet. Yeah. Hallelujah. The last time I heard him, he was talking and he began to talk about somebody I have known for many years. And what he was saying, we were only about three or four in the room who knew what he was saying. And it was true. And then he proceeded to sort out the situation. Don't miss it if there's any wisdom in your head. <laughs> Don't what? 
don't miss it. There's any wisdom. No, because the, part, the, the Holy Spirit, one of the attributes, he's the spirit of counsel. That's the spirit of advice. The ability to be advised and to take the advice is one of the gifts of God to us. Yeah. Some people, their life is some way because they cannot be advised. Nobody can talk your matter. No one can advise you. The Bible says better to be a poor child who can receive advice than a rich and foolish king who can no longer be advised. It's scripture. Hey. A poor and wise what? Child. Yeah. Than an what? Old and foolish king. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, today I'm speaking to you about loyalty and we are still on it. Don't get tired at all. Don't get tired. Remember I told you that the thing we don't have, we have to really learn it so that we get it. Amen? If you live your life and you live yourself, you will actually walk into unfaithfulness. If you just leave yourself. If you get married and you leave yourself, you will be unfaithful. Ha! Huh. Lady, they don't believe me, oh. I said, if you leave yourself, there will always be a guy who will compliment you more than your husband. There will always be somebody who will appreciate you more than the guy you married. And so if you leave yourself, if you leave yourself, you will go like that. There will always be a lady who will speak to you nicer than your wife. There will always be another lady who will encourage you more than your wife does. She just work. Yeah. So you leave yourself, you will become unfaithful. You become unfaithful. Yeah, it is true. It is true. That's why we are learning. Loyalty is just another name for faithfulness. If you leave yourself, you walk away from Christ. If you leave yourself. If you leave yourself, you walk out of the church he has given to you. Many people do not know that God plants you in a church. And God bless you for sharing that if God has placed you here, be here. Because he, I have not spoken to him, but what he was saying is true. And many people walk away from where God has placed them. Out of anger, foolishness, various things. Various things. Are you here? And that's why we've taken our time and we're talking about loyalty. Loyalty. And we're speaking about it also because we have seen a lot of what happens to people who walk in unfaithfulness. A lot of things happen. I have an in-law who died. He, 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 he drowned in his own vomit because of his unfaithfulness. The person who would have given her life and looked after him was the one he had driven out. And the one that he had gone to bring, she was not about to be a nurse. <laughs> so when he got ill, she just walked out and left. Yeah. So as he got ill, he was lying there in his sickness, and then he threw up, and he was so weak, he couldn't get, you know, so it rather entered his lungs. And that was the end of the man. They came and found him dead. Yeah. Are you here? So learn how to be faithful. Learn it. As a church, over the years, we have seen it as people have walked out because they believe that they walked in. So I brought myself. So if I want to leave, I'm leaving. It's a mistake that you have made. What brought you here? What brought you here? We are not the only church on the campus. What brought you here? There are other churches even closer to you. But God brought you here and he's taken to some other people somewhere else. And when he brings you to a place, learn to be there. Many times our pride is so much. Hey, if you knew what pride would do to you, you'll get rid of it. Because it won't help you. 
It will help you. And today I'm talking to you about the tragedies of those who leave the place God has assigned them to. The tragedies of those who leave the place God has assigned them to. And I'm speaking to you from Luke chapter 15. Let's read the story. Luke chapter 15, I'm reading from verse 11. A certain man had two sons. Most of us know this as the story of the prodigal son. Hmm. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave to him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will rise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. And the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring him hither. The, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry for this my son was dead and is alive again was lost and is found and they began to be merry now his eldest son was in the field and as he came and drew nigh to the house he heard music and dancing and he called one of his of the servants and asked what these things meant and he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he has received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in therefore, and came, therefore came out his father to him and entreated him. Uh, go back to 28. Let me see something. 29. Verse 29. Go on. But as soon as this thy son was come, which have devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Hallelujah. Amen. The tragedy of those who leave. Here was this man with his two sons. You can look at it as a physical father. You can look at it as a spiritual father. This was their place. And the man was a man of means. Our father in heaven is a man of means. Are you there? Now, one day the younger son decided that it was time for him to leave. And he came according to the story and told his father, share I cannot wait for you to die, so you just give me my property. And he went far away. Far away. I mean, there are some of you who have gone and come. There are others too who have gone and not returned. 
Now, what happens? What are the tragedies that people who leave when they shouldn't leave? What happens? Uh, you know, I'm saying they leave when they shouldn't leave because there are times when you must leave. You're in your final year. You're going to leave KNUST. You're not coming back to Kumasi. You cannot be coming to church here from Accra. It's just not reasonable. <laughs> or you don't understand what the point I'm making here. A time comes when you must move on, you see. So those things happen. But we are talking about when you are moving on, when it is not time for you to move on. Are you there? Yeah. And much as some go, some too, they will still stay. Because that is the, the purpose of God in there. So now, when you leave when you shouldn't, what is going to happen to you? Those are the tragedies that I'm sharing. And unfortunately, one has lived long enough to see some of it come to pass. Yeah. When I came into this church sometime in 2010, I came to meet a small congregation of 26 people. They were... 26 minus 6. There were less than 26 people because I brought six people with me. And um, the message that I heard was that we don't want a female pastor. So when I came and I came into that environment and based on those things, over a period of a year and a half to two years, people who were in the church moved and they left. And I can tell you that each one has fulfilled something that I'm sharing with you today. Those who left, who were not meant to have left. Are you there? The first tragedy is the tragedy of a lost position. The tragedy of a lost position. Now, in the story that we read, this guy in Luke 15 was a son. He was a younger son. And as a son, you have a place that is yours. Are you there? In fact, there are things a son does that a passerby or stranger cannot do. One of my sons, I used to remember that when they were in town, he would go into his father's office and he would open his father's fridge and he would drink whatever he wanted to drink there. And if his father was not around for a while, he would sit in his father's chair because it, it was a comfortable chair. Are you there? Did anybody have a problem with it? No. Why not? That's his son. That's his son. So there are things which sons do. Another time, I remember another of our sons. One morning, their father, we were going to church, some kind of program, church, and his father was walking around and said, ah, what has happened to a particular black pair of trousers? We searched and we searched, we couldn't find it. We said, ah, we're the only people here. Where's the trousers? Then we're sitting in the church when it was time for the choir to sing, and this particular son was a, was a pianist. So he walked from where he was sitting to the side of the room. Then my husband tapped me and said, ah, is that not my? <laughs> you see, if it had been anybody else, would have been shouting, thief. We have caught a thief. We have caught a thief. But here was the son. He didn't ask permission. Didn't alert his father. Nothing. His father said, ah, there was the trust just walking across the room. <laughs> what am I saying? A child in a house has a position, has a place. One of the things that the devil wants to do to you is to remove you from the place that is yours. As you are here, as a member of this church, there's a place for you. There is a place. But what he is fighting to do is to remove you from here. It's one of his sharpest weapons. So you are a member of the choir. 
that instead of being proud of your choir, you are watching somebody singing in something, 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 and saying that, ah, but my voice is even nicer than that person. If I'm able to live here and go, maybe I'll be able to do this or that. Yeah. 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 Are you here? Yeah. You are a photographer in the house and are saying that, look, I know photographers who earn millions of cities. And so, media, I'm going to go... <laughs> not realizing that you have a place are you in the house you have a place some of you don't do anything in the church but you still have a seat ah you are a sitting star in the house you also have your place <laughs> if, you don't, if we don't have sitting stars the church will be half full all you do is come and you sit that's your place the devil's plan in this life is to remove you from the place that is yours. And when he removes you, he gives you 22 reasons why he's removing you. This boy was looking at the thing. He probably felt himself that if I have the money to myself, my life will be better. The Bible says he went far. He didn't want anyone to talk his matter. There are some of you listening to me today. You don't like the fact that we knock on your doors. You don't like the fact that we talk to you. You don't like the fact that we counsel you. You don't like the fact that we are into our members. You don't like it. And you wake up and you say, let me go far away from here. But what you don't know is that God has brought you in this place right at this time to stop you from spoiling your life because sometimes you can be in another place nobody will ask you what are you doing nobody will care nobody will mind nobody will mind that you're on pornography 24 7 are you here nobody will mind that you are not learning Nobody, I wonder how many churches they are blasted their members for sitting at home. I made them send you a text, some of you who are at home. I said, send them a text and tell them that I say you are not wise to be at home. Because this is your place now. Are you in the house? And you don't like it and you are struggling, you are fighting. That's why when we call you, you refuse to pick your phone. We call you up at 4 o'clock in the morning, wake up and pray. Not knowing that the prayers that are being said that morning are prayers against the spirit of deception, which you didn't know was waiting for you. Yeah. And you get offended and say, what's all this? What's all this? Ah, mom, and a casual assembly is for, you don't know that as you are going, there's something waiting for you. This boy thought he was doing his father. He thought he was making a bid for freedom. He lost his position as a treasured son. And he now became a feeder of pigs. And he and the pigs were struggling for the food. When you leave the place God has for you, you go to the place where you will struggle with pigs. Yeah. Are you there? Hey, the house has become very quiet. Yeah. I promised myself a long time ago. I said, if even the father of this house sacks me, I won't go. I'll sit on the step. When you are a proper child and your father gets angry with you and your father says, get out of here. If you are a proper child with sense, you just sit at the door. When he says, leave my doorstep, you sit under the mango tree. 
When he's going, he's coming, he'll be seeing you. He'll go. But at 6 p.m. and as darkness is falling, he'll remember that there are armed robbers around. He'll remember that they are there. So he's that stupid child. Come inside and come and sleep. Problem is over. Yeah. But some of you who are not wise, when your father is angry with you, he says, go. You also pack your things and you go. Then you also go. And when you pack your things like that and you go, to return is now a big issue. Now we must go and find the family head and find an aunt and an uncle to come and beg. Your auntie will open her door. She will allow you to come. After five days, when she sees that, you are sharing the meat with her. It will become another issue. Yeah. Hmm. Are you in the house? I said, are you in the house? God brought you here. Uh, you may have thought you came here yourself. I am reading a story here. This story, I even know the person. The famous worship leader. One day I put on the television and saw a famous Christian singer who I had not seen or heard of for many years. He had produced several praise and worship albums which contained classic songs that had been sung and are still sung in churches. Because I recognized this singer, I decided to listen to the interview. To my amazement, I discovered that this singer had fallen prey to the error of leaving his God-given position. The singer described how he had become one of the most prominent worship leaders of all time. At the height of his fame in the ministry, he had decided to leave his position. He had received invitations from a rich country, offering him glorious jobs in other countries. This famous singer narrated how he had believed those offers and left his position as the most senior worship leader of this very large church and followed the offers of greater glory. He narrated a pathetic story of how he had lost everything he owned. He explained that when he got to this rich country, the office for employment did not work out as he thought. Most of the promises he had received did not materialize. He was forced to leave the new ministry and launch out on his own. He continued his narration, explaining how his ministry had descended into the darkest hole of his life. He had tried one thing after another with little success. He confessed on television that he had made one of the greatest mistakes of his life in leaving the ch that church where he was the number one worship leader. He described how he had experienced the loss of ministry, the loss of visibility, the lack of all things, and including the lack of a basic job. This man had tried to be the head of an ant when he would have been better off as the leg of an elephant. I then understood where this minister had been all those years. Just like the prodigal son, he was feeding with pigs while he could have been enjoying life at his father's table. What a tragedy it is to leave your God-given position and follow illusions. Are you in the house? <laughs> yeah. Very sad story. Very sad. Are you there? The tragedy of a lost position. Sometimes you may be in the church, you may think that I'm not even important. But you don't know that God takes us step by step and you are moving. As soon as you move out of position, you have changed things in your life. Tragedy number two. 
the tragedy of desolation and poverty. Desolation and poverty. We see in the story of the prodigal son, not only did he lose his possession, but he fell into want. He seemed to have a lot. And as he went out, he had a lot. But, and then he used it in a certain way. The Bible says, riotous living. Many gospel artists have come to nothing because they couldn't wait. And they knew that I have a talent and I have a song, but they couldn't wait to rise up in a certain way and they moved out. And as they moved out, thinking that they had a lot, they found out that they had fallen into poverty. And you find out that sometimes they come, we hear of one release and then that's it. They have one major, sometimes nothing major, and they just fizzle out into nothingness. This young man fizzled out. The Bible says that he wasted his substance in riotous living. Because when you are in a home and when you belong to something, you can't just live, you know, riotously. You just wake up and do as you like. A house definitely has rules and has a way of working. Give me verse 14. The Bible says that when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine. I need to explain to you that Satan is behind mighty famines. It may look as if you have a lot. I've finished school, or I'm finished, or as I leave, I'm such an, a talented person that this and that and that and that will open. I came to inform you that there are people with first class who are jobless. Yeah. Yeah. There are people with things who should have done better. But when you move out of where you were supposed to be, a mighty famine comes. The Bible says that he began to be in want. Are you there? Apart from that, apart from the fact that he was in want, the next verse says that, um, let me see, take me to verse 16. It says, and no man gave unto him. You see, it's an amazing thing. When the calamities come, suddenly nobody wants to give you anything. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, why? You are out of place. You are out of place. And because of that, a certain desolation comes. A certain poverty comes over your life. As I looked at the lives of some of the people who walked out, who belonged to this house, but who walked out on their own because they didn't know that they were supposed to be here. One day, I just did a small comparison between those who left and those who stayed. And I discovered, <laughs> Reverend Isaac knows him, he's saying, hmm, yeah. I discovered that all those who stayed had in different ways moved on with their lives. And all those, and prospered, and those who remained, many had gone backwards. I'm reminded of a particular guy. He and another guy, the other guy is still in church. Let's call the other guy the gardener. The gardener is still in church. Now, a gardener and an employee of the university, who has more money? And who should do it? The one who is an employee in there. Okay. When I met these two guys, they were living in the same compound house. Each one of them had rented a room in which mother, father, and children dwelt. So our employee was there. And our gardener was also there. Gardener remained in his simple life in the church and continued to be here. And he's still here in the, next, in the second service up to today. And I watched as his bicycle became a motorbike. I watched as his motorbike became a motor king. I was here when he called me to come and dedicate his own personal house. As he moved out of that, um, oh yeah, 
as he, <laughs> he moved out of that single room into his own property. Years passed, and then I met this other couple who was also in that house. They remained friends. They've always been friends. When I met them, the lady was expecting child number. I've forgotten what. And so I remember one day I said, oh, by now this baby has arrived. So I took my phone and I called her just to say, Charlie, congratulations. Then she said, oh, the baby died. I said, oh, this is so bad. And so I got up one day and said, let me go and visit her because she was so down. Where do you stay? In the same room. In the same place. I'm talking about nine years, eight years, nine years later, same place, no change. And that's when I took counsel and I understood that when you take your life out of where God has for you, and I remember when they were leaving, the wife told me, this man, he has, he's leading us into trouble. <laughs> where he says he's going, God has not sent him there. Yeah. Are you in the house? Hmm. Wow. Desolation and poverty. There are some of you who are students, and I know some of your people who have moved out into desolation. And when the desolation is now raining, then you are calling us. But you were here with us. We didn't sack you. If anything at all, we tried to love you. What made you leave? Only as you are falling into desolation, you have now remembered that God was trying to do me good. And then using me as an example. Which other example should I use? <laughs> Listen, if it is you, eh? Smile straight. Don't mind anybody. Nobody will know that it's you. <laughs> Just look straight. Just look at the board. No, 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 nobody. Nobody will know that it's you. Are you in the house? Me, my bishops have used me to preach. Ah, when they are preaching, I am laughing like everybody else. Nobody knows that it's me. <laughs> are you in the house? <laughs> wow. You move out of your God-given position. Years ago, I witnessed the rise of a mega church in Asia. The mega church was pastored primarily by a senior pastor and his two associates. This team became a well-known and prosperous team of gospel preachers, and everyone listened to their messages and looked up to them. However, the day came when one of them decided to leave the team. One day, the past, this pastor, who was also a pharmacist, was interviewed on television and asked about his vision for his new ministry. He explained how he had single-handedly pastored a church which had grown to over 1,000 members. He clearly seemed to have the ability to make it on his own. This lever felt he was at least as capable as his senior pastor in the growing church. When I heard that he had grown a church to over 1,000 members in a short period, I was impressed and thought he could probably grow a church. Later did I know that this gentleman had no abilities to handle a church on his own. After many years, I learned that he had attempted to start seven different churches, and each of them had been a whopping failure. What a tragedy, I thought to myself. This gentleman had been a prominent and flourishing minister, but he had been brought down to nothing by moving out of his God given position. The financial difficulties of this failed minister became more and more apparent, and this once affluent and successful minister now tried many different avenues of ministry. He decided to try his fortune in different countries. I would hear of him in Australia, Latin America. He was offered a good job in a prestigious church, but after a while it was clear that he was incapable of holding down a job. And after hailing accusations at his employer, he left to try something new. Then he decided to become a motivational speaker. 
but no one wanted to listen to him and no one wanted to buy his tapes. He began to be in debt. <laughs> Unable to pay for the production of the CDs of his motivational speeches. He had no money and he had no source of income. His pharmacist license had expired and he could also not get a job as a pharmacist. As the financial crisis deepened, old friends would give him handouts to keep him going. As I followed this incredible downslide of this minister, I could only reminisce of his former glory and it, remains, it reminds me this is the starkest example of the tragedy of desolation that follows people who leave their God-given position. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm sitting in my God-given position. Turn to the neighbor on the other side. I'm sitting in my God-given position. Yeah. Sometimes, you see, when the enemy is working, he doesn't come to announce himself. Oh. Listen, I work with the books and I do my church. And one day I was there and the devil started preaching. Are you not getting too old for this kind of thing? This jumping around up and down up and down the world. Is it not time to just tell your father that you are retiring and you just handle the church? And I woke up and said, I've seen you. <laughs> I've what? I've seen you. I've seen you. You, oh, you see, at this age, 50-something, you see, by now, just leave it for the younger people. Can you not see that? The younger people, they are able to do this and this and this and that and that. And you, you are only able to do this. Joke. You joke with the enemy. Just joke with him. Just joke with him. If I had listened to him, I would have cut off one of the prolific arms of ministry that my father has given to me. You are very quiet. You want to know why I stayed? I stayed not because I'm the best book minister. I stayed only because my father was the one who told me to do it. That's all. That's all. I said, that's all. You have come. You are in the choir. You are singing something small. You say you are leaving. Something small. You say, I will not sing again. Something small, you say, I've collected. I said I will sing. I won't sing anymore. Let me inform you that one day you will give account of what you did with that voice. And it will not be to man, it will be to God. And pastor, so are you saying that we cannot change? You see, if I knew who you were, the knock that you have, you will not recover now. It is God who moves us from one thing to another. So when the time comes, when you feel that, oh... I feel that he's moving me to something. It's fine. But when offense is the reason for your moving, I can tell you hands down that that's not God. I can just tell you that. When offense is the reason, you are moving yourself. You are moving yourself. Where you are, what you are working in, you are not stuck there. Are you here? You are not hide there. You come and say, oh, I've been a dancing star, but I feel like I want to taste it, what it is to do. It's, it's crossing carpets. People cross carpets all the time. The point I'm making is that who is moving you? Hmm. Let's continue now. Point number three. Hmm. I'm talking about the tragedies of those who leave. The tragedies. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad I never left. I entered this church. <laughs> I entered what was Lighthouse Chapel in 1995. 
and I'm still here. I'm still here. Are you here? Some of you, just to stay in one church for four years, you can't. Hmm. Number three. The tragedy of wasted relationships. <laughs> the tragedy of wasted relationships. Let me tell you something. Okay, first, let me demonstrate by asking you a question. How many of us, if we got one million dollars, you like? Me, my hand is the first. Beautiful, beautiful. Some hands are down. If you don't get a million dollars, it's not my fault. Okay, because God has seen you. Why you don't want it won't come to you. Okay, sit down, sit down. Now, what if somebody says, I'm bringing you a million dollars? Would you like to collect? Good. Then the person says, only that there's one bat. Do you know the bat? The bat is that when you get the one million dollars, you can do whatever you want to do. You can buy whatever you want to buy as much as you want to do. There's only one regulation. One you must enjoy it alone. So if you buy that Lamborghini Countach that you have been looking for, you can buy it, but you must sit in it alone. If you are going to, you, you were looking at a house in Prabhupada Estate, you can buy it, but you must live there alone. How many of you will still like to have the million dollars under those circumstances? Uh, I thought you said you want one million. You want one million that only you can chop. You cannot do anything. You can't pay it. Nothing. If it's school fees, only your own that you can pay with it. Have you seen that suddenly the money is not so exciting? I said, have you noticed that suddenly the money is not so exciting? That should tell you the importance and the weight of relationships in your life. Yeah. that if you should get everything but only you suddenly it's not nice suddenly you prefer the life you currently have which is full of I mean I need this and I need that and I, but still because I can take my one kenke and I can share it with you it's better that should show you what relationships do now let me talk to some of you who are young people Many young people, when you are moving on in life, you think that the relationships behind you don't matter. It's true. And you think it doesn't matter until you hit a wall. Then you suddenly remember that, oh, this wall that I have hit, so, so, and so, and so, and so could have helped me out of it. Yeah. Are you here? Wasted relationships. That prodigal son, he was a son. When he moved out, he himself realized that, Charlie, I cannot just go back and say, I'm a son, I've come back. And he now came back to say, please, this is the verse before is the better one. Verse 17, where you were. Oh, you had a scripture up, which was what I wanted. Where he says that, I am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. A son and a hired servant, are they the same thing? 
And the reason why he said this was that he realized that he had wasted the relationships. He had thrown it away. Some of you, you are in the house with your father. And as you look at it, you are comparing yourself to your father. And I say that my father is tall, I am taller. My father has muscles, I have bigger ones. My father has a beard, I also have a beard. My father has a woman, I also have women. My father is a, 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 looks like this, and I also look like that. And then you proceed to spoil the relationship. Tonight I came to this morning, I just want to tell you, be careful. Be careful. Are you in the house? Be what? Be careful. Some of you, you are here. You have a shepherd who has worked, and that's why you are in church. And then you just, you just throw that relationship out of your life. <laughs> you throw it out. You don't recognize that it's that person's sweat and that person's tears and that person's following you up that has brought you here. Yeah. And you just waste the relationship. Every year, I watch some of you, when you leave here, you don't even give anybody the time of day. When you are going, when you hit a wall over the day, you now start sending us text. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Recently, somebody sent me a text. And the person said, I'm going to do an exam. I want you to pray for me. I didn't respond. Because my answer would have been that my prayers are for my children. You were here, you were a child. And you took yourself and decided that you are going. Why are you now asking for the food of the children? It's good I didn't reply, so it's just silence. Hey. It's getting tensious. Because when you misbehave like that, what happens is that it is the relationship that is broken. There are many of you, I do not know you personally. But you see that as soon as the person sends me a text and says, I am at this or I am this in front of life, because immediately there's a link. Immediately, I will, see, I will flow immediately. 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 Are you in the house where you have traveled? Yeah. But when you are a passerby, I am under no obligation to help you. Relationships, keep them. Keep them. You may not be in contact with the person regularly, but every once in a while, you send a hi. WhatsApp has come to help us. Phone calls have just come to help us. I'm just staying attached. Because you don't know where you meet them in this life. Hey. I didn't hear attention so. When you are young, you think you can do anything you want to do, but it's not true. It's not true. Let me tell you a secret today. Write it down. People will do for relationships what they will not do for money. People, they will do for relationships what they will not do for money. Just because of the relationship. Yeah. Just because of the relationship. When you waste your relationship, you are the poorest person on this earth. Yeah. When you waste your relationships, all your money doesn't do anything. Hey. Are you in the house? Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? Yeah. And one day you'll be in need of something. That's where you'll discover that is the relationships that matter. Yeah. 
One day my life was hanging in a balance. I've told you the story many times. But it was the relationship between some people who had the ability to bring what I needed. That's what made them bring it, not money. Not what? Not money. So when you have, you don't waste the relationship. And this kind of working out, I mean, some of you just wake up, then you just freak out. Listen, freak out all you want. Stand on your head, but stay in the house. Oh. I said, do what? Freak out all you want. Who has not been annoyed before? Freak out all you want. Stand on your head, cry if you like. But just make sure that you are standing on your head in your house. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't go to the roadside to stand on your head. Stand on your head where? In your house. So that when your nyansa comes back, you just stand up again. No. <laughs> hey, the church is very quiet this morning. <sighs> you have not freaked out before? Oh, me, I've freaked out before. Oh, I've freaked out before, cry. Only that I make sure when I freak out, I'm in my house. <laughs> I'm standing on my head in my house. Then one of my children will call and say, Oh, mommy, for God's sake, stand on your legs. <laughs> but some of you, when you're angry, walk out of the house. Then you start to tell people on the street, Can you see how that place was full of very bad people? When you finish, how are you going back? <laughs> I said, It's just a question. When you finish, how are you returning? How to even go? When you were coming out, you banged the door and you left your key inside. <laughs> hey! Hey! Tell your neighbor, I said, get angry if you like. Stand on your head if you like. Only make sure it's still inside your house. Inside. That's all. <laughs> when your sense come back, you are in your house. Oh, you know that's what I'm saying. If you stand upside down in your room, who knows? Nobody knows. Nobody saw. <laughs> Hallelujah. But don't waste your relationships. People who live just like that, they waste relationships. They spoil relationships. Yeah. Hmm. Last point. Time is going. <laughs> the tragedies of those who leave you the last point the tragedy of a lost inheritance the tragedy of a lost inheritance every child has a certain inheritance just by being a child who is there just by being there amen you may think your father is a poor man but there are some things you have inherited from him some of you, your good nature is your inheritance from your father. Your patience is an inheritance from your mother. Your ability to cook is an inheritance. You just walked into it. You didn't pay anything. It just came because you are a child of that person. When you move out, you lose something. Now, that was the interesting part about this scripture. And that's why I read the whole story. When the older brother came, he was not happy. It's like I've been here all this time. You have not done party for me. This foolish boy has gone and come. No, you are doing party. The father said, don't worry yourself. This boy, as he came, said he was lost. We have found him now. We have given him a bath. We have given him a cloak, a dress. 
All those things, we are just celebrating the fact that he's alive. But as for the inheritance, the things that are here, everything is for you. All that I have is thine. All that I have. Hallelujah. All that I have is thine. When I am using the things of my father, I don't even ask permission. I use his books. Hey, the church is very quiet. Though. Yeah. By the grace of God, I travel everywhere in the country on the basis of my father's books. Soon I'm heading for Kofridwa. After that, oh yeah. What, was it two weeks ago? We were in Keta, we were in uh, Akachi. You think because of us? No. But I never even wrote to him, uh, please, I am writing to have permission to use your materials. <laughs> you are very quiet. <laughs> I am a child of the house. <laughs> are you here? I use what I want. I sell what I want. I sell it at the price that I like. Hey, that is getting tensious. <laughs> ah, but how do you think I stand here and I say that this particular book is five CDs or is ten CDs? I've never what had to. There's some things I don't have to do because if you are going to use someone's intellectual property, you must write. You must write and say, please, can I? But I'm a child of the house. It's given to me. It's for my father. It's what? Yeah. Hey, the church has become quiet. It's my inheritance. This young boy, he's lucky he came when the father is still alive, was still alive. If he had come when the father was gone, Nanka, I don't know how the thing would be. But even the father, as he received him back, then he told the older brother that, listen, don't worry about it. It's a party we are doing because somebody who is dead is alive. That's for that one we must celebrate. But everything here is for you. Even the chair that he has to sit on is for you. Even the food that he's eating is for you. Everything is for you. When you stay in a house, there's an inheritance that you have. In this house, there's an inheritance. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you like, live here. And when you go, say that you are from my church. That's when you know there's an inheritance. Hey. No, it's true. It is true. The church is very quiet, but it's true. Yeah. I've had people who have left here. They have gone to a place. They are choosing people. And they've said, you are from where? You are from where? You are from where? Everybody who has gone, they've done exam, exam. They say, you are from where? You say, I'm from Sister Joy. They have left. Just enter. Just enter. Yeah. It's also an inheritance. Why? It's your inheritance. Me too, I have where I go. One time, I landed in India for the first time. I'd never been there. And <laughs> my father sent me. He said, go and introduce the books. Go and take the books there. When I landed, I didn't know anybody. I had one name, one phone number. I got there. I lived in the country for four weeks. Free of charge, free accommodation, free food, free transportation. Why? Because when I landed there, I reported myself to a man who was the father of the Pentecostals in a certain area. And I said, my father sent me. So my name, I took him a while to know it. I said, my father sent me. Who is your father, Bishop Darkie Ward Mills? Please, open the website. Have you seen? Open it and just take a look. 
at who he is and what he does. And he has sent me here for four weeks. Oh, okay. He took a look. I'm also a, I'm also a father of people. I understand what it means. You and your people, you can live here. You can stay upstairs in our guest house. You can. Oh, yeah. They fed us five times every day. No one. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Five times a day. In the morning, when you are trying to have your quiet time, that's the first knock. And they have brought you chai. Chai is their word for tea. With something. Oh. As I stayed there, the wife of the man, she said, I want you to understand Indian food. For 17 days, breakfast was different every day. 17 different breakfasts. <laughs> uh, hey. I was working in my inheritance. That as a daughter of Bishop Dag, that's my inheritance. That's all. They didn't even know I was a pastor till later. They saw some pictures. I said, ah, but are you the one preacher? I said, yeah. Is that your church here? They didn't know. I was just chopping my inheritance. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, you that you are here, what are you? Are you a daughter? Are you a son? Or are you just something, 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 something? Hallelujah. If the Lord has brought you here, if the Lord has brought you here, then everything that is here is yours. That's why we pray for you. That's why when you are not well, we keep following up. Yeah, as best we can. That's why we even call doctors to help you. That's why when you don't know which way you are going to go, you say, try this one. That's your inheritance. That's your what? So why would you walk away from it? Don't let the devil win. This boy, he was just lucky. The enemy almost finished him. Oh, you don't see it. Got him out of his father's house, made him waste everything that he had. He was now with pigs. Meanwhile, the people, the Jews, they don't like pigs. They don't eat them. They don't work with them. It's the lowest you can be. He had nothing. The only thing was common sense to return. And today, some of you need to return to God. You need to return. You have come into the house. You have come into the house of God. But you are living like an unbeliever. You have come into the house of God. But you are still living with a boy. You've come into the house of God. But you are still living with a girl. You have come into the house of God. But you are still on weed. You have come into the house of God. But you are still clubbing on Friday night and Saturday night. Today, the Father is waiting for you. Oh yeah, I know you are here. I've known it for a long time. I just don't let you know that I know. Yeah. Today, the Father is waiting. When the prodigal son turned back, he had a whole speech that he was going to give to the Father. To say, have mercy on me, make me a servant. But the Bible says, when he was still afar off, the father saw him. He was saying, let me go back. But the Bible says, his father saw him. And he ran to him. And he fell on his neck. He had compassion on him. Today, God has compassion on you. And he's calling you one more time to hear his voice. And say that I'm turning around and I'm living that life that I have. And as we stand now to pray, I want you to take a step away from your double life to say that I am all for you. Rise to your feet this morning and begin to think about yourself and God the Father 
you used to be closer to him as a child in his house but one day just like the prodigal son you picked up your things and you said let me go I want to taste life I want to taste what it is to jam I want to taste what it is to have a good time according to the world I want to be with this guy and I want to be with this girl I want to taste something else in life and you walked away but today I'm saying to you turn around and return this young boy he realized that he was better off as a child with his father turn around and see that you are better off with God than where you are begin to talk to the Lord begin to talk to the Lord begin to talk to him begin to talk to him he knows you by name he knows where to find you oh yes he knows where to find you and this morning he has spotted you somehow he has brought you here and he's asking you to turn around and see that you have walked in the wrong direction but all hope is not lost as you stand here where he is afar off afar off he has seen you today don't let pride stand in your way turn around and give your life back to him and say I want to be a child in your house again I want to give my 100% I've been here with you 40% Lord and 60% for the devil 20% for you Lord and 80% for them but today God I'm giving my whole self I'm coming through 100% 100% today if you hear my voice and you are standing there you are the one he's speaking to you are the one he's calling and he's saying turn around it's time to return back into the house back into the house back into the house he knows you he knows you he knows you he knows you this morning he's calling you by name he says come back before it's too late come back while you can still hear my voice come back while you are still all together in one piece Come back before it's too late. Come back. I have a father. I have a father. He calls me his own. He calls me his own. Oh, he would never leave you and he still has not left you. as every head is bowed and every eye is closed you are here and you can hear me and you know that the father is calling you home as every eye is closed I want you to lift up your hand I want you to say I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior I want to come back home I want to come back home I want you to lift up that hand 
I don't want you to think about your neighbor. I don't want you to think about your friend. Just think about yourself and lift up that right hand. I want you to turn with the prodigal and say, I'm going back home. Things are not so great where I am. I'm going back home. As every head is bound and every eye is closed. If that is you, step out of where you are and come to me this morning. God bless you. Step out and come. As you come back to him, just come back and say, I'm bringing my life back. Oh, yes. I'm bringing my life back. I'm bringing my life back. I'm waiting for you. Step out and come. Step out and come. Oh, yeah. It's true. Everybody knows you. And you are saying that everyone knows me as a believer. But what the Father says is what, is what matters. Step out and come. I'm waiting for you. God bless you as you come. God bless you. Step out. Step out of where you are and come. Step out and come. Just come to me. God bless you as you come. God bless you. You are standing. Your heart is pounding. The Lord is sending you a message. That is the Lord knocking at your heart. If any man hears my voice, says I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens that door, I will enter. He's knocking at your heart today. He's knocking at your heart today. Return, 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 return to him. Return, return to him. Just return. Just come back. Just come to him. Just come. Maybe somebody invited you. And maybe you just came out of curiosity. But you didn't know that it was the Father drawing you. Step out of where you are and come. Just come. Just come. As they sing one more time, we're just waiting for you. He knows my name. Have you ever wondered? It looks like nobody cares. But it says, I know your name. I know your name. I know what you think. He can hear you. He can see you. He knows who you are. He knows how far away you are. But he's waiting for you today. Just step out and join us here. And let us pray a prayer. The young man had his, uh, some, a thought in his mind. I'm going back to just go and say, I've come back. I've come back. This morning, just return. Just return. Just return. Those of you standing in front here with me, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And I want you to take this prayer as your own. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me, for receiving me, for making me your own. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for these men and women standing before you. I pray that they will see the difference as they have given their lives to you. Let their lives be richer and sweeter because they have drawn close to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-S-E. God richly bless you.